Direct from Montreal, Canada, this is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. I, of course, am Mitch LaFon, and on the phone, oh, this is terrific. It is a guitarist, Ross the Boss. He has a new album out called Born of Fire, but of course, as some of you may know, he's in everybody's favorite band, the one, the only, Man O' War. That is right. And and he was also in the proto-punk band The Dictators. And here's the fun part. During the interview, he details The Dictators' new upcoming album. They are recording right now. It is great, great stuff. So uh, let us get right over to former Man of War guitarist, current Ross the Boss guitarist. No, no I'm just kidding. Uh, fr- here is uh, from, uh, well, from nowhere. Here is Ross the Boss. Born of Fire. We are speaking with uh, Ross of the Boss, a freedman, of course, of uh, the Dictators, or formerly of the Dictators, Man of War, but of course he's got a new album out called Born of Fire. Uh, as we say in Montreal, bonjour, Ross. How are you? Hello, my friend. Ça va? Ça va très bien. Now, uh, you, of yeah. course, just did a, a a North American tour, currently one of the on- one of the last... Uh, tours to be on North American shores. Uh, just quickly, uh, talk to me about about that and the fact that you had to, after this tour, just sort of shut it down. And, and then we're going to talk all about this album. Sure. Well, in February, we did uh, 26 U.S. and Canadian shows, uh, East Coast, West Coast. And um, it was before Born of Fire came out, which came out March 6. So the U.S. tour was sadly ahead of it but we it was booked like 18 months ago so we really didn't have uh uh control when when our well when our record was come out the record was supposed to be out well it's out now for the upcoming tour in april which has been uh postponed sadly but uh, we'll talk about that later the u.s canadian dates were fantastic so let's talk about the importance of of, of touring and and this album because you know a lot of bands now had these march releases uh, including yourself and including some others and the importance for the scene is to put the album out and then hit the road, because that's where fans get to see the band. That's where fans get to buy the merch. That's where fans get to connect with the artist. Um, what is that going to do for you and the and, and the band and, and the and and the album without that ability to get out there and shake hands and play for fans? It's it's tough. I mean, uh, not only that, it's how we pay our bills and. Uh... You know, uh, the record business is what it is now these days. And, you know, it's that direct contact with our public that, you know, moves moves our product forward. Um, so, I mean, what do we do? What can we do? I mean, uh, uh, we are a touring act. I mean, we're, we're live killers. That's where we uh, really, really do do well. I mean, we're, we, we're known as a festival killers and people just love the band live and the new record. So, I mean, look, am I going to say uh, we are upset? Sure, we're upset, but everyone's upset. <laughs> everybody's upset and everybody's in the same boat. And what we're doing is we're just, uh, we're all writing songs, you know. We're all uh, doing, you know, doing what we can do. And uh, the, the tour is being uh, rebooked um, um, for the fall. And, uh, you know, we'll get back to normal sooner or later, you know. Uh, our, our merch orders are up online. The, the record sales are up online. And, and so, folks, uh, that's how you can help us, man. 
buy our merch, buy our, our, the physical product from AFM. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how you can help the bands. I mean, every, every band is in the same boat, you know? And, uh, so I don't see any other way out of it. Yeah. So, well, so I want to take up two points and then we'll, we'll get on, we'll get to, to Born a Fire and how it's written and all that. But uh, you did talk quickly about physical product. I am a physical product guy. I buy CDs nonstop. And even when I'm sent a promo album, if I love the band and I love the album, I will go and buy it just to have it because I don't like to own air. How important is it for you to have people buy physical product and not just stream it and have, as Alice Cooper once said, I don't like to own air. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of course you would. good. I know. That's funny. Um, yeah, the physical, the physical copy is, is, is very important to us. It's a, it's a piece of us that you have. And then you can bring it to us and we will sign it for you when you meet us. And uh, not even, and, and if you noticed, our artwork is, is magnificent on this record. And um, vinyl looks even more spectacular. Stan W. Decker from France is an amazing artist. And he, he, uh, he has done an uh, unbelievable job, better than even, better than Born of Fire. And I didn't think that would be possible, but uh, he's incredible. And, um, you know, we have a great, great products to sell. It looks great on T-shirts, on hoodies, all over. So it does. And, and I, I got to say, uh, I see fans like just today uh, I posted, oh, it's the anniversary of this album with Adrian Vanderberg, Carl Manic Eden. And people are writing in going, yeah, it's too bad. You can't stream it. And I'm like, it's really not that bad because I just have to go downstairs and pick it out of my rack and play it. It's, that's, that's right. That's that's the beauty of owning it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So let, let's get into it. To Born a Fire. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the musical direction because you've been at this since the early 1970s. You, you know, you you came up through the ranks. You know, you, the Maxis Kansas Cities and the CBGBs, and you did all that stuff, the the cool stuff as we like to call it. Mm. Um, musically now do you do you sort of just say hey i've got a groove and i've got a vibe and my fans want this or are you still at that creative stage where you go you know what we haven't done a song like this we haven't done an album like that i haven't written lyrics like this you know do, do you still push the envelope or do you say hey fans know what they want let me just give it to them uh it would be of the latter we are moving we are we are breaking new ground on born of fire um, I believe that a band that stays, stays the same goes backwards. Um, we, this record is our most adventurous, heaviest, loudest, fastest record ever. Um, uh, it does not, it, 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 it might be an old, it, we might, I might be old school, but this record is not nothing like, uh, you know, it's not like what you think I would put out just to rest on my laurels. I think that, uh, that if you listen to it, it's, I mean, it's killer, uh, <laughs> it's it's not if you're thinking you're you're getting Man of War two on this record, it's not even close. You know you're going to be very disappointed. But there's still always rustisms all over all all over the record, um, which is that's why it's so cool. We have twelve songs that are that are unique, twelve songs that are that are that don't repeat themselves, and the album is full of hooks and hits. Hooks, metal hooks, which Mark Lopes did so amazingly, because I we that was the that was the marching orders. I want metal hooks on each song, and I will not accept anything but that. And he did, he did it faithfully, and um, the record speaks for itself. 
Yeah, it really does. All right, so so let me talk a little bit about metal hooks and, and your guitar playing. Uh, it is my perception, you correct me if I'm wrong, but of course the playing that you were you were doing in the Dictators was very different than the playing of Man of War. The, the, you know, the different bands would require different instrumentation. Uh, talk to me about your your playing now in terms of moving it forward. Are you still the same guy back then, or have you learned new techniques? Do you change your strings? Do you change your finger play? How, how have you gone in terms of being a player? Are you just Ross the Boss, that's it? Or do you also learn new techniques and watch, you know, like a Joe Bonamass and go, oh, how did he do that? Guitar playing-wise, what are you doing? Well, I mean, I do appreciate all the other guitar players, but uh, uh, I'm just... Um, I'm I'm pretty much the same guy I was in my first record was 1975. I continue to to push myself to get better in my own way. Um, lots of playing, lots of uh, modes, different stuff. I mean, I you know I just uh, I I respect all my other my other peers and all my other uh, fellow musicians, but I'm pretty much my own person. I don't listen to anybody else. I mean, I only listen to the guys I grew up on. Actually, uh, you know, BB King and the blues and those guys i mean that's pretty much uh where i'm at i mean i appreciate all the other people but um I'm, i've always been my own person if you can and you hear on this record i'm just i'm just ripping off like a mad dog yeah in fact i saw one review where the album was described as being furious and as i listened to it i went yeah that's probably a good word for it it, it is sort of fast and furious it's 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 like that movie franchise it's it's but yet, anyway, it's it's a great album. Um, I do want to go back just real quick. In November, I went out with a buddy of mine. We went over to CBGB's, and he bought himself a nice, a nice John Varvados shirt. <laughs> right? Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the scene back then, because here you are. You're coming up, and and you're you're in the scene with the New York Dolls and with Kiss and with uh, a twisted sister what was it like for you back then trying to find your spot amongst those bands because there must have been camaraderie but there must have also been competition um what was that time like for you well good question back in back in 75 when we put out go girl crazy and like a little before that when we made it at cbs uh there were only three bands that had record contracts um the three being the New York Dolls, the Dictators, and Kiss. Um, there, there was really not much of a scene. There was no CBGBs yet. There was no Max's Kansas City yet. Um, so, uh, you know, and there, there was no great Gildersleeves. There was no none of that stuff. But that that pretty much started in late '76, '77. So, I mean, we were, you know, you're delegated to just playing a, a couple of places, like the Coventry here in Sunnyside, Queens, and uh, Popeyes in Brooklyn a few clubs on the island. Um, so you, that's, that's where basically everything started. Uh, the CB, once, once CBGB started, we played, um, the dictators must've played there. I know how many times we've played there 35 times. And we closed the place the last weekend of, uh, we played Friday and Saturday and then pa Patty Smith played the Sunday, but she's not really a punk rock group. She's a hippie, hippie kind of thing. But, uh, poetress um so it was uh you know it was an uh, it was amazing times it, it really was new york was uh we don't think new york well you would uh we don't think you'll ever see a scene like that ever again 
where that many people, different talented people, were were at the same place at the same time. Oh, it, it was it was spectacular, and, and 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 now you can go buy a shirt, which is which is even. <laughs> yeah, well, thank God you can buy a shirt. You know, like for for, for eighty five bucks. You know. Well, that's it. Yeah. Well, I, I went in with my buddy Jeremy and he bought a, a poison shirt, right? The band po- and I and and he cashed it out and it was like ninety two bucks and I went See, I was right with what? the price. Wasn't I? I was like, What? I, I guessed that. I, <laughs> I know I, I guessed that. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah, but it feels good. I go, yeah. no, don't don't feel good at ninety two bucks. But anyway, yeah, you're being robbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm sure those are being made for like a buck somewhere, like in Guatemala. But anyway, sure, sure is. Um, I do want to talk to, to uh, quickly about a couple of the guys that that you've come up with. Of course, Andy Chernoff. Um, mm-hmm. What was it about the chemistry with Andy that just worked and, and just made the dictators not only just a band on the scene, but made them a leading band on the scene and on the world scene? Yeah, well, Andy had uh, Andy and I started the dictators and then we, we added Scott right away. Um, we had I just had this this ability to pick up his on his songwriting uh, musically and add the add the finesse and add the drive and the power to, to his songs that the band needed to establish itself as a hard rock band, you know? And, uh, so till this day, and I can, I can safely give you great news that the original dictators me, Andy and Scott, uh, are, are recording again. I've, I, we've done, I've done three songs already. Like last week I did it. I recorded and Albert Bouchard from blue oyster cult will be joining us on the recordings. We don't know about the live situation yet, but uh, I've ha- I have this chemistry with Andy that you- that is apparent on all the records we've done, and um, it, 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 you know he's a great he's a brilliant songwriter, and I can tell you that he's super energized right now, and we're we're going for it again. Oh, hold on, I, I didn't know that. So that that's actually very exciting because I was actually going to ask you, do you still mm-hmm. talk to Andy and so on and so forth? But you answered that very clearly. I, right? I, I, I just I just talked to him. It's like well, you know. It's amazing because everything, everything for me is going on. Uh, you know, the, the Roster Boss Band uh, and uh, the Dictators, um, my other metal band, Death Dealer. We have another we have a record. We have our third record in the can. It's going to be put out as soon as the, the shit clears up. And um, even Shaken Street has been playing. So everything is going. What can I say? Wow. All right. So, all right. So let me, let me just explore this for a second. So when you do a new dictators album, as you're doing now, do you go back to the original ones and listen to them and say, okay, that's what we have to do. Do you move it forward? And also how do you adjust your guitar playing? Cause I'm going to suggest maybe wrongly that the Ross, the boss album and a dictators album doesn't have the same guitar style. There, There are some, um, differences for the lack of a better word there are differences but there's a ton of similarities because it's me playing um what what the dick we're, we're moving it forward we're not staying we're not being what we were in 1975 in 1978 1996 or, or even in 2002 or wherever the last times we recorded uh we're not we're not just we're not going to do the same thing we're going to make the songs that andy is going to choose the songs we're going to choose the songs that make us happy and uh we think that that our fans would love uh, we think so and what we're going to do now, I'm just going to tell you, uh, the three songs that, that we're recording, we're going to super, we're going to streamline them, make them, you know, do it. And then we're going to put them out on Spotify and see the reaction to it. And then we're going to keep moving forward. 
Uh, that being said, uh, we are in a very good spirits. And as I said, we're super energized and all, all my bands are super energized right now. So I, I can't be happier, honestly. No, so. no, it, it sounds great. Okay. So now I, 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 I'm going to ask you about Joey then and, and Man of War, because again, there's another guy with another band that you created and a whole other sound. People go, well, it's power metal, it's power, whatever you want to call it. You did take what was metal and you moved it into another sort of, uh, area um talk to me about creating that at that time and working with joey is that somebody that you're off the radar with and and talk to me a little bit about that man of war moment okay so um it's another good question so it so i was in shaken street and um we were in we were in uh we were in england supporting black sabbath because sandy perlman uh Sandy Perlman uh, managing was managing Sabbath and Shaken Street and Blue to Call at the same time. So we were opening up for, Sh- for Black Sabbath at the time. And Ronnie Dio uh, told me I should meet this guy, Joey, who's on our crew. And you know, like, uh, Ronnie goes, I really like the way you play guitar. You're really great. And, you know, I know all about New York rock scene and the dictators and the whole thing and CBGBs. And, but, you know, you should. Shaken Street's good, but you should meet Joey Guy. I think you'd like the you'd like him. And so I said, "Yes, sir, Mister Mister Ronnie. Yes, sir, Mister Dio." So uh, you know, I put my guitar down and I go to seek Joey out, and we became friends. And I, you know, the rest is musical history. I think that the band we formed was called Manowar, and that first record, Battle Hymns, I would consider the first record of the power metal movement. Um, oh, oh I, I would agree with you. It, it was yeah. an entirely different sound. I mean, you know, you look at Sabbath, especially the Dio Sabbath, and, and you look at some of the other bands, what they were doing, if you want to call, you know, Van Halen heavy metal back at that time, maybe, whatever. What? And then you heard this and you went, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, no, it's not the same. So, yeah. No, it wasn't the same. You know, it, it wasn't so far different. I mean, I mean, we had our influences of, uh, you know, Black Sabbath Mountain, Grand Folk Railroad, all these different bands, uh, Jimi Hendrix, any Led Zeppelin, any band with a power trio and a singer, power trio singing, you know. Um, we thought it was just, I mean, we think we thought it was heavy metal. I mean, you know, we, didn't, we just wanted to be the, the loudest, fat, you know, the loudest heavy metal band, biggest, big, you know, slowest, fastest, you know, the same thing that most bands try to do different and we wanted to look different uh you know than the reg- the, the bands of the time and everybody was wearing leathers and black leather and studs which was a, which was a cool look of judas priest and iron maiden and those bands new wave of heavy british heavy metal um but we wanted to look different because we thought joey and i thought that if we looked the same as the other bands we wouldn't stand out so we really wanted to stand out amongst the crowd and so we thought furs and barbarianism and pagan, you know, and 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 Norse mythology and and that stuff wouldn't will, will it's different, it's fresh, it hasn't not they not many bands have gone there. And I know Dio had touched on a few things, uh, but we we were the first band that truly went for it. And uh, well, look, look what's happened. Either fifty years, forty years later, people are still doing it. So. You know, the everyone everyone borrows a, a manorism. Uh, they, they they've made careers of it. <laughs> yeah, they, they they have. And uh, now, I mean, I had one experience with manowar about ten or fifteen years ago, which I'd probably not rather talk about. They weren't overly kind to the media. Uh, let's put it that way. But uh, yeah, they they've definitely created something. Now, um, 
just before on the dictators, you mentioned Albert Bouchard of, of Blue Oyster Cult, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you also were in a band, I think, called Brain Surgeons with him. Uh, yes. do, is that are those other projects that 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 you've had in the past? All stuff in the past, or are all these sort of projects you've been involved with still exist in some way, shape, or form, and may or may not resurface depending on what's going on? Well, the the brain surgeons. Um, glad you asked that. Is the record is? Have you ever heard that record? Yes, I have, but it, like long time, like fifteen years ago. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's got some of my best writing on it and those songs. And um, the thing is about that record, I think it's so powerful that uh, Albert and I are thinking of replacing the um, uh, the female vocals on it because at the time Deborah Frost was doing it, uh, and she was—I mean, she did a good job, but she's not a, a typical uh, female metal singer. So I believe that if we redid the we redid the vocals on that that record and put that one out, I think I, I think it would sell like a motherfucker. I, I, really... I, I do too. Now, now, if you do recut it, I mean, do you, do you put a a different female singer on it, or do you get a yeah. male singer? No, I want a female singer. I wanted I want a, a powerful female singer, and they're out there, and I know a few per, per, that would be perfectly suited for it. Yeah, listen, yeah. Uh, we've got. Um... Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting her name now. Alyssa, whatever from um, the, the Montrealer. Uh, anyway, a uh, lot of great, a <laughs> lot of great folks that, that can come up. So, so that might come back then. Now, that's that's of course Black Heart Soul, Black Hearts of Soul. No, that's not Black Heart. No, denial of denial of denial of death. Okay, very good. Okay, all right, I, I'm down mm-hmm. for that. Uh, in terms of uh, this new album. Hmm. Where where do we go from here? I mean, we're we're all in this sort of wait and see period. We can't really do much. Right. Do do you do you you know let it just happen and and then sort of maybe in August consider like a relaunch and and let's say redo the thing or 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 you know what do we do? It's it's kind of a weird. Normally I'd say tell me about the tour, but yeah, there's right. no fucking tour. Well, the tour is <laughs> being rebooked. Right. And we have another video in the can. And, um, so we're just hope we're waiting. We're holding back the ammo. Um, the word of math, the word of math on this record is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, the, the reviews have been fa- fantastic. Uh, metal hammer Germany gave it an unbelievable review. Uh, all the reviews I've seen have been just really over the moon, very complimentary, um, and not forcing it, you know, just to kiss my ass. <laughs> no, but <laughs> you know? you're right. I, you know, I, I don't need that. I've been I've, I've been at it too long. You know, I've seen bad reviews and good reviews, over the moon reviews and me- mediocre reviews. You know, but uh, these the, this this record, I I believe it's truly special record, and uh, you just have to listen to it. You know, just give it a listen. You love metal. You you love metal and hard rock. You're gonna love this record. Oh, you absolutely uh, are. I agree with that. Um, I, I do want to ask you one thing. You mentioned Stan Decker, uh, who did yep. the artwork, and you also yep. mentioned. Uh, the look that you gave Man of War. How important is imagery and look to what you do as a heavy metal artist or as an artist in general? Is is it a second thought or is it really part of the package, part of the mystique? Well, well, you, you know the 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 artwork the the artwork sums up the the way the band feels, the way the band is. Um, I, I would say that the fact that we have a powerful woman on our cover now is is 
much more satisfying to me than some ugly guy with a sword, believe me. And uh, uh, I, I think that the new artwork is it, it, it summons it summons the the title of the record "Born of Fire," and I, I, I would say that what that was me, "Born of Fire," you know, because even though even though I'm 66 years old, I'm not 66 years old. There's just no way. I mean, my work ethic is just over the over the moon. I don't take it any days off. I mean, uh, I you know you know I just I'm a workaholic. I have uh, I have another business too. I have a, a whole a batting cage, a sports facility uh, in Queens right here. But it, unfortunately, there's no business now. But you know, I'm there every day, uh, fixing things, working on things. You know, I don't stop. I don't stop. I got and I just did the Dictators music, and Albert sent me stuff from. Um, his his rock opera Maginos and uh, I got other stuff I'm 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 planning on. So I mean I I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. The no. only thing that stopped me is being stopped. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that that's what keeps you young. You know, I, I'm not 66, but I'm in my 50s, and I go to all these rock shows, and I and you feel like you're 25. And whether it's a real feeling or a false feeling, I know a lot of people my age and, and your age that are gray hair and the big belly and they sit around and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know. I think you just got to keep active. You just got to keep moving, which is what we're going to learn how active we can, we can, we can stay in this sort of COVID-19 moment, but let's, you know, it's going to, it's going to pass. Yeah. It's just going to pass. Well, I'm, like after this interview, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and 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 walk fast for about a mile and a half and just walk until I you know I just get sick of it. I'm just gonna go out there and and, and walk quickly and get get a nice get a nice fresh air buzz on and then come back and uh, you know start playing my guitar. I got some I got some ideas in my head. I'm gonna put it down. I'm gonna listen to the shit that that Albert sent me and you know I'm just gonna. Every day I'm going to do it and I'm not going to, you know, I don't let this shit get to me, you know, because, you know, I've seen bad and I, I've seen bad, you know, uh, uh, you know, and we'll get through this. We're going to get through this. The music business will come back. People, you know, metal is metal is on the upswing anyway. Um, young kids, plenty of young kids were at our concerts all through America and Canada. And uh, they're there with their parents, as a matter of fact. And the older folks, and which was great to see. So this is this is temporary. This is temporary, and everybody has to be, everybody has to be enthusiastic. Everybody hopeful. We're going to get through it, and we're going to come out stronger. And the medicine is going to be stronger against pandemics. Um, you know, the mistakes that we made will be corrected, so it doesn't happen on the net for the next time. Um, I mean, that's what we do. I mean, that's the shit that happens. Are, are, are we perfect? No. Yep. Was everything perfect? No. But it could have been so much worse. So the way that's the way I look at it. You have to be uh, uplifting to people and supportive and, you know, just do what they're telling us to do. Keep clean and yep. you know, keep your hands out of bad places. <laughs> well, 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 I, I fully agree. And I'm going to do the exact same thing. The uh, My house borders a, a forest. I'm going to take the dog. As soon as we're done here, we're going to go in the forest and get lost. We'll, we'll keep our social distance except from trees. Uh-huh. And, and, and you know, you're right. I, last night I was just watching a TV show, which was fascinating. It talked about all the different pandemics over the years and different events, the 9-11s and, the, and all these major upheavals. And they said, you know what? The next five or ten years after those events were some of the greatest moments of innovation. 
And you're right. We're, it's going to spur all kinds of innovation, better medical techniques, better government responses. So That's right. Now, already, already they have the treatments. They have a couple of very successful, promising treatments. I mean, obviously, they don't have the, the absolute cure for this whole thing yet, but they're going to get it. Between our doctors, the Israeli doctors, the French doctors, the Canadian doctors, between all these people working on it uh, in the private sector, in the government sector, coming together like this, I think it's going to we're going to kick this shit in its ass and the world will be a better place for it. And many more and many more inventions and advancements will come of it. And the world will be a better place. Well, I will say this. Now that Born of Fire is out, it already is a better place. Oh. Huh? That's how, that's how you end an interview. I got to tell oh, you. But great. there you go. But Ross, uh, always a pleasure. We haven't done this in a couple of years. Let's do it again soon. And uh, as we say in Montreal, merci beaucoup. Thank you. Mitch, anytime you want it, you want to hear the latest the rundown, just give me a call. Absolutely. And I do I do want to hear those dictator songs uh, when they come out. So keep me posted. You got it. I'll let you know what's new. Thank you, sir. Merci. Go run. <laughs> Cheers. This has been Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. For more exclusive content and interviews, subscribe on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and many more. Follow Mitch on all the socials, especially Twitter, at Mitch LaFon, and on Instagram, at Mitch underscore LaFon. Get your Mitch merch now at loudtracks.com slash Mitch.